Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hey guys, welcome to the Armor Report. I'm your host, Brett Rosenthal. This is a show about stock market investing, in case you didn't already know it. <laughs> guys that are subscribers, thanks for being here again. It's a Friday. It's a week in review. We're going to go over the cannabis couch today. Our favorite theme continues to be our favorite theme. They're getting whacked today. I'm going to talk to you about when it's time to buy these stocks and then some thoughts on how to do it. But as always, we like to start this show and every show with a discussion about risk management. Because you know, as they say in the stock market, you make your money on an investment when you buy it, not when you sell it. You've got to buy things right. Okay? So how do we do that? We're quantum mental investors here. What that means is we use quantitative analysis, computer learning, AI type analysis, for our execution, and we couple that with a fundamental foundation. And that's how we generate the information edge that we use in our own portfolio and I share with you. It's a live trading desk, right? Surrounded by screens, the phone might ring, bear with me. I appreciate your patience when those things happen. But this is a live show. And I like to give you a live look in so you can see exactly what goes on on a trading desk and not some type of a mocked up, um, perfectly executed show um, that seems to ring untrue to me whenever I watch somebody else's. So this is what it is. It's raw. It's managing money. You know, sometimes you're having a great day, sometimes an awful day, and you're going to feel all of it with me. Now, um, we have algorithms that help us manage our risk. They are targeted towards the top seven indexes that we follow to drive our risk management decisions. I am building, as we speak, a website for you. It'll be armorreport.com. You'll be able to go right to it where all these tools will be to help you manage your own risk. One of those tools is going to be the risk monitor. And in simple form, you're going to get a green, a yellow, or a red light that tells you what the algorithms are expressing every day. Okay? So last week we talked about this. We are on a yellow light. That tells us we're adding risk, but in a very cautious way. The reason being we have no confluence between our indexes. So these algorithms are are you know geared towards the volatility both top day and multi-day of each particular index. And these are ETFs that we're both trading and monitoring on our desk. 
So we use these algorithms to invest directly in these ETFs. We do that for our own assets and for clients we work with through our interactive brokers relationship. Um, and they, they, they go as follows. The S&P, SPY, the Dow, DIA, the NASDAQ 100, QQQ, small cap index, IWM, the momentum index, MTUM, the value index, VOUE, and the IBD50, which are leading stocks, the IBD50, FFTY. Those are the seven indexes that help us make all of our risk-on, risk-off decisions. So we were green light, crazy risk-on. June 4th, two months later, the market was up 10%, right? That was a big run for a couple months. Ever since then, we just can't get the confluence. So we get a couple indexes telling us it's time to add risk and a couple telling us get out of Dodge. So we just can't recommend that we're putting a lot of money to work. We just won't do it. This type of market requires an insane amount of patience. If you look over the last 22 months, the markets had wild volatility over basically a flat line. So we go from one month or one, one trading session, you hear on CNBC, oh, we're almost at all-time new highs. And like less than a month later, we're at a 22-month low. We still are dealing with that. Why does this matter to a cannabis investor? Simple. Seven out of 10 stocks follow the market. Cannabis is on the bleeding edge of a new investing cycle. Those stocks don't run unless you've got a solid stock market that's moving higher because those stocks are on the outer edge of risk. So where money is being invested today that's successful are high dividend paying blue chip stocks. Reason, we have over $15 trillion in negative interest rates around the world. We have some very intelligent minds at places like Double Line Capital, look it up if you don't know who that is, who are talking about negative interest rates coming here to these shores. I don't know if they're gonna be right, but what I do know is in a world of negative interest rates, money is funneling into big dividend payers. Order. So yeah, it's order filled. I'm running algos right now. Just trade it while I'm talking to you. Um, but I, I digress. So uh, what I'm saying is, and this is a very interesting point, very, very important point to understand and a very dangerous part of the market. There are pension plans that over the next X amount of years have to pay off people retiring and more and more people are retiring, baby boomers, all these types of things. So it's a big burden on big pension plans here in the U.S. and around the world. And when you get 15 trillion of negative interest rates, you, you are forcing these pension plans to put capital into higher risk assets, whether it be corporate debt or equities that pay dividends or what have you, because they can't they can't get the return they need to meet their pension obligations over the next X amount of years. That is a very dangerous market to be in. On the flip side, the, the, the more and more the negative interest rates grow, the bigger the force pressing on pension fund managers 
to buy dividend-paying stocks because where else are you going to get the yield? Do you understand that? That's the driving force there. That's the tidal wave of force moving money into dividend payers. Some of our biggest successes this year are AT&T, Verizon, off of the lows when everyone hated them. How about AbbVie? I was on this show a couple months ago telling you guys were buying AbbVie, 7% yield. What was it? 6, 6.8, 6.9% yield. Stocks come right off the lows. So what we look for on our desk at the top of our whiteboard are blue chip names that carry dividends hopefully north of 5% that have suffered through sell-offs for whatever reason. People don't like their business, and that's when we step in and put them in the portfolio. And hey, not all of them work, right? I'm an owner of IBM, stocks down on earnings. I don't mind. I'm collecting a yield there. I didn't mind the earnings announcement, quite frankly. It's a very strange world we live in where IBM comments and, and uh, reiterates their guidance for next year, and the stock drops 6%. And then Netflix comes out and dramatically reduces guidance going forward, and the stock was up 10%. That's just a very strange world we're living in right now. On a day-to-day -day volatility fluctuation, it's very difficult to know which way a stock is going to run. But I can tell you, after listening to that conference call on IBM, it's business as usual. It's a dividend that is secure, that my guesses will go up over time. Their business will turn around, even though it's taking longer than the street thinks, and I collect the dividend while it happens. All right? So not every stock goes up immediately. That's not the point. I'm putting together a blue-chip portfolio for conservative investors where we collect any yield in the market today. Now, that whiteboard you're going to have access to on this new website I'm creating for you. It's armorreport.com. Don't go there yet. It's not up and running. We're working on it right now. We're building the site. And you'll have access to the Armor Report whiteboard so you can see where we are, whether it be dividend whiteboard, whether it be the marijuana whiteboard, what have you. Whatever's at the top of our lists, you'll see what we're doing research on. And then you can drill down and see what stocks we own in each type of portfolio through our model portfolios. We have four portfolios, the conservative, balanced, aggressive, and index only. And you can monitor what's in those portfolios on this new website. So bear with me. Hopefully, it'll be up in the next couple of weeks, and I'll let you guys know. Okay, so to wrap up this segment of the show, it's a week in review. We're still in the same position. We're adding some risk. When we do it, we add it in dividend payers and blue chips. We're not aggressively buying the rest of the market. We don't like what's going on in the IBD 50, which is breaking down, the momentum stocks, which do not confirm the market as it runs higher. So it's still a muddled picture, sorry to say. Let's get to the cannabis couch. Everybody's favorite topic. Question, when to buy these stocks? Anybody get that Dwight Schrute reference? Okay, answer. Um, answer, I posted for you a couple of Cannabis Couch calls right below here. Just take a look at the description, okay, and you'll see you can click on it. You can go to a couple other videos where I came out and I said to you guys, 
major problem with cannabis. It was July 12th on CTST. And I said, you got to get out of Dodge. Okay. What happened to CTST is going to ruin the space. Of course, we all know what happened, right? So MJ, which is a representation of the whole space, was $30.50 that day. Today, it's under 20. So we've dropped 50%. Um, that's not right. 30%. Sorry, guys. So um, if you also look at a report we did on the REIT IIPR, you'll see when the stock was 95, I told you I wanted to come on here and share with you that I want to buy this stock. And I told you if you're an Armour Report subscriber, just go to our website, Rosenthal Capital. It's a free report. I'm going to send it out to all my subscribers why we're buying uh, uh, IIPR. And unfortunately, I had to come out and tell you I can't buy it. It's $95 and change, and I can't buy the stock. And I shared with you a deep dive on major issues in the 10K and whatnot that concerned us, and so we can't recommend buying the stock. And today, the stock is trading in the 70s. So I just let you know, there are a couple of recent calls from the candidate couch that couldn't have been more right. So are we buying it today? Let's talk about it. I'm starting to nibble. Starting to nibble. And I whisper that because I'm not very confident in this call and, and I'm not doing it for everybody, but some of my aggressive accounts, some of my own personal capital that I consider aggressive, just nibbling. So, how am I nibbling? Um, I'm putting about 25% of the money I earmark for my investment in cannabis to work. So just a quarter of my, so let's say I was going to put a million dollars to work. I'll put 250,000, right? A quarter, right? If I'm going to put $10,000 to work. I'm going to put 2,500 bucks to work. Just a quarter. It's just a taste. What I really want to see and what I outlined two days ago is that I want to see a double bottom show up in MJ or in some of these big names. And I want to see negative news come out that does not drive these stocks to a new low. When those two things happen, I'll be doubling and tripling my positions, and I'll start putting positions on for balanced and conservative accounts. Okay? Now, I'm not telling you guys what to do. Please don't forget that. This is not a show where I'm giving you a recommendation because I don't know you. I couldn't possibly tell you what to do in your portfolio. I just share with you what I'm doing in my portfolio and for clients I manage money for. So you have to determine whether or not you're aggressive, you're balanced, you're conservative, or however you want to do it. But for what I consider to be aggressive accounts, I'm high grading my portfolio and I'm beginning to nibble. Let's be honest. These stocks are down like 75% from their highs. They're down like 75% from the last time I was buying them. So I'm in a unique position here to start feeding some capital to work in my favorite names. It's almost like fishing to see how they feel on the line. I'll use stop losses. If they blow to new lows, I'm out. 
and I'll look to reassess. But if we begin to see a bottom forming here, I want to feed out a little bit and I want to do it on weakness. So today these stocks are getting whacked. Great. Let them come in, buy on the bid. That's what I'm doing. I'm not telling you to do that. That's what I'm doing. Now, again, I've got names on the whiteboard, my favorite cannabis names. And that's where I'm going first. And when I get the armorreport.com up and running, you'll be able to see what those names are. But I'm going to share with you some thoughts today. Why am I starting to nibble? Well, number one, when these stocks are down so dramatically, it's almost a guarantee. And I, I wish I'd done this show yesterday because I would have said this exact same thing. And then we would have seen the news today. But it's, it's almost a guarantee that brokerage firms are going to start to come out and recommend these stocks. And of course, then today we got the Kronos upgrade from Stiefel Nichols, right? Stiefel, Stiefel, however you want to say it. And the stock is selling off. I mean, it was up on the upgrade and you know, now the stock is selling off. It's down 3% today. Um, but what's going to happen from investment bankers is they're going to start to recommend some of these stocks at dramatically reduced prices. It's just smart business on their side. And so let's see if these brokerage recommendations now can put a floor in these stocks. It'll tell us if institutions care at all what analysts say and whether or not they want to come out and support these stocks. And the Stiefel report about Kronos is a, you know, it's a rehashing of what we all know, but it's a pretty compelling report on why they think Kronos is the right stock to own in the space. Now, I'm not recommending Kronos. I'm not recommending these stocks today. You have to determine what stock you want to buy. I'm just saying, here come, over the next couple of months, brokerage recommendations on the stock that's been completely in, you know, destroyed. We also had the very quiet launch of Cannabis 2.0 in Canada yesterday. Here's how I like to do investing, guys. I like to buy stocks when there's blood in the streets. I like to buy stocks when expectations are completely destroyed. Do I have an interest in buying stocks in June as they're starting to break down and everybody's talking about cannabis 2.0 and they're going to start releasing in December and how exciting is going to be? And everybody was excited about edible launch. It was almost a whisper yesterday. I didn't hear anybody talking about it. But it's been launched. Okay? So you're going to get some upgrades, some recommendations. We'll start to see some numbers come out from the edibles launch. And let's be honest, nobody thinks it's going to mean a thing at this point. Everyone's so destroyed. The expectations on the edible launch, in my opinion, are reduced to such a degree that it can now create upside if numbers come out and surprise people. Okay. Stocks are already crushed. Numbers come out and they're flat in the first couple of months. It won't make a difference to these stocks. They're already crushed. But if there's a noticeable uptick, that'll surprise to the upside now. That's so when I say you make your money in the stock market, when you buy, not you, not when you sell, that's what I'm talking about. 
You buy weakness. You buy when no one has expectations. You buy when everybody's afraid. You try to identify bottoms at that point, put capital to work. Let's take a look at MJ. I want to make sure I'm very clear on this. I like MJ as a way to get started in the space. It's the ETF of these stocks. Okay. Um, I like it because, look, ETFs are, are able – look, there's less risk in an ETF. Is there still a lot of risk? Sure. MJ dropped 30% in a time where the stocks were dropping 50% since July. Okay, MJ dropped 30%, 30%. Okay, So you're still going to get whacked, but not whacked as much as the individual stock. Why? Because they, they're, they're smoothing out the individual stock risk. I mean, I think this is obvious, but in case you're a new investor and you're not sure how it, it works, right? ETFs, loan, uh, they own a lot of different stocks. So you don't have to worry about one particular blow up. You can get the whole space and they all move together. At this stage, they're all going to move together. Now, later in an investing super cycle, you start to get leaders that dramatically outperform. But when you come off the bottom, you're going to get a nice pop in your MJ stock if we get a recovery. So I like to have a piece, but understand what's in that portfolio. They change their holdings periodically, and you have to stay on top of that. Go to ETF.com to stay on top of that. Okay, so I spoke about how there was a big dividend payout in, in MJ. That's true based on its previous four quarters of dividend collecting. But that doesn't tell us what the dividend will be over the next 12 months because they keep changing the way the portfolio is structured. So in the past, there was a lot of tobacco companies. Today, the top five names, actually the top 10 names in MJ, there's not a single tobacco company. The tobacco guys are the ones that pay the big dividends. You see what I'm saying? So in the next quarter, you're not going to collect the same dividend yield off of MJ. You've got to stay on top of what's in there. The biggest holding right now is GW Pharmaceutical the company that has the Epidiolex drug. And then they have Kronos and I think um, Canopy and uh, Aurora, Telray. I mean, these are some of the top names in MJ right now. Okay? So stay on top of that. Make sure you understand what it is you own if you buy that asset. Now, I'm going to wrap up with a case study on what it means to high-grade your portfolio. You hear me talk about it all the time. In cannabis, what I want to do is I want to be buying stocks that are higher up on the value chain. Okay? I, with, look, make no mistake about it. Cannabis is a commodity, and cultivators are going to be commoditized. So is that the best place to put investing dollars? in a commoditized business? The answer is no. No, not long-term. These stocks have been destroyed right now. So will they all bounce and can you make some money in you know, some of these cultivators? Sure, sure, absolutely. But if you're looking to build a portfolio and hold it long-term and get the best performance, it's all opportunity cost of money, 
then you've got to focus on high grading, which means going with the highest margin businesses, guys who have a moat around their business because of intellectual property. So I'm going to share with you a stock on Wednesday. You heard me listening to the conference call of Valens Grow Works. Please, this is not a recommendation to run out and buy it, guys. Okay? I'm just sharing with you what it means to high-grade a portfolio. What it means to buy something at the top of the value chain. Let's go over a couple points about Valens Grow Works. Now, look, it trades on the Venture Exchange in Canada. There's risk here. It's a new company. But the company feels they have enough cash to be self-sustainable. They don't need to raise cash now. And they are, in my opinion, the best independent processing company, which is the bottleneck right now in the business. So you got all these cultivators, lots of biomass has to be extracted. These guys, I think, are at the top of the food chain from an extraction standpoint. Those of you who may know Thermal Fisher, it's a multi-billion dollar um, company. Um, in fact, it's the largest, I'm just checking my notes here, the largest producer of analytical testing equipment. That's the terminology. The largest producer of analytical testing equipment. And they've given a stamp of approval to the testing part of what um, Valens does. And Lord knows we need testing at a time of a vaping crisis. Okay? So there's three divisions inside of this company, processing, testing, and then they have their intellectual property around what they call source. They've been able to extract THC and put it into a water-compatible product. This is key. This is the key. You ready for this? This is the IP that allows for rapid onset of the of the experience of THC in a 10 to 15 minute period, but also a decline 30 to 45 minutes later. Okay. No, 45 to 60 minutes later. Okay. So why is that important? Well, if you're going to put it in a beverage and drink it like a beer, you don't want to have one beverage that hits you so hard. You can't get off the cannabis couch and it keeps you there for a couple hours. Beer companies don't want that experience. They want the same type of experience as a beer. Where you drink a beer, 10 or 15 minutes, you start to feel good. 45 to 60 minutes later, depending on your tolerance, you know, it's gone out of your system. People drink beverages as a way to come together and have community and have fun, okay? Um, and so there's a reason why beer is sold in six packs. And so the intellectual property this company has to make a water-compatible THC product that gives you the correct response and decline from response, very important. They have patents on that. So here's an example of a company High margins, intellectual property, um, major backing from a multi-billion dollar international company for testing, and they do processing for all of the big guys that you know. 
Telray, Canopy, Hexo, Organogram. Those are just four of the customers. It's a big customer list. And I also love their business model. Like they, They've got contracts that go out months and even years, and so you can model up what the revenue is. If you look at the stock price and the chart, it's outperformed the group for this very reason. It is high-graded, okay? It's high-grading your portfolio. So um, I said to you on Wednesday, these stocks were up a lot, okay? And I said, look, let's see what happens when they come back down and test support. If they can hold at higher levels, I will be more aggressive buying stocks. I am nibbling a little bit my favorite names in my personal account that's aggressive, okay? Um, I thoroughly expect to be able to add to my position at lower prices. So you would say, well, then why would you buy it here? Well, because I don't know that, right? I mean, sometimes these stocks reverse. We can have a short squeeze at any time on these stocks. I mean, these stocks are unbelievably shorted. So at some point, you get a short squeeze. For some reason, I can't see. You know, I want a little bit of a piece in my aggressive account. All right. So anyway, guys, I want to um, – Wish you the best of luck out there. Certainly, you know, if you found this helpful, it always helps me to give me a thumbs up. Let everybody know it. I wish you a good weekend. I'll be back at you on uh, Monday, 1130, to discuss anything that's new and important and interesting in the world of investing and quantum mental analysis. Have a good weekend, guys. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.